In the mid-90s, Martin Short played a character that is often forgotten by audiences everywhere. This character caused chaos and hardship for anyone he came in contact with. And did I mention he was 10 years old? Today's movie, as described by the parental section of the popular streaming app Voodoo, says, I guess, This movie is not in any way related to the big red dog. I bring you 1994's Clifford. Audiences everywhere are going crazy. Ah! For Clifford. I believe your drink is right there. Martin Short, Charles Grodin, and Mary Steenburgen. It was great family entertainment. I couldn't stop laughing. Ah! It was great. Cool. Go see it for yourself. Clifford. Yes. It was great. I liked it a lot. Rated PG. Starts this Friday. We all remember Martin Short from his time on Saturday Night Live as the crazy Ed Grimley with his stupid Jimmy Neutron haircut. And then he's been in other countless classics like Three Amigos and I also liked Inner Space. But with Clifford, he really left his mark on me. I will always look, every time I see a picture of Martin Short, I think of Clifford. Uh, just recently, my kids were like, oh, I want to go watch Clifford. And then I put this movie on. And what was the first thing that they did? Wait, this isn't the dog. This isn't what I was looking for. This isn't that. No, this is the real Clifford. I always seem to to challenge my children when they ask for certain things. Like when they were like, oh, let's watch that, that movie Wally. And I'm like, oh, I'll show you the real Wally. And then I gave them Short Circuit. Well, this time they were like, oh, hey. I want to watch Clifford. Okay, cool. And I put this movie on and they, they were not having none of it. These kids have no culture. I don't know what is wrong with them. When I was a child and I saw this on Showtime, I was immediately entertained. And it's probably because I'm pretty simple-minded. And uh, it's just one of those movies that I can immediately just sit down, turn my brain off, and not have to think too much or think at all. Clifford was filmed in 1990 and was slated to be released in 1991. Now, the company Orion was going through some bankruptcy issues, as they seem to have in the past. And a lot of their films, which they were notorious for doing this, they were delaying films left and right. They would film them and then just not release them. They did it with RoboCop. How do you deny the public this classic gem of RoboCop? But... We are not here to talk about the legendary Alex Murphy. No, we are not. We're here to talk about Clifford and the fact that they they were really going bankrupt. This company, and you really don't see them much anymore at all, if any. They're basically some sort of relic from the past. But Clifford was delayed. It was inevitable. And when it was around that time to start refilming some scenes for the movie to get it released in 1993, they filmed... The priest scenes at the beginning. Now, these scenes, they seem to be at the beginning, at the end, and just sprinkled on in the middle. And uh, it's basically Clifford in the future, uh, which is great to see things like this. Because when you look at the future, especially in movies back in the day, they always seem to make it look like this futuristic place. And this one wasn't. It It was an orphanage, and Clifford is a priest to where he was mentoring another horrible child... Played by Ben Savage, which is uh, which I shouldn't have to tell you who he is because he's obviously Corey Matthews and will always be known as Corey till my dying days. I'm sick. You know what's sick, everyone? We have been in a relationship 
for 17 years. And do you know what I've gotten in all that time? Let me touch something! And that's pretty much how this movie starts. Clifford tells Ben Savage's character about how bad he was back in the day. This scene to me is my favorite part of the whole movie. It sets the tone and basically lets you know what you're going to be watching the whole time. Clifford is being bad in an airplane and <laughs> I think one of the funniest parts is he wants to go to Dinosaur World, which is his dream. It's like Disneyland to him. And he tells his dad, well, hey, Dinosaur World's back that way. And his dad's like, I've told you a million times, we're not going to Dinosaur World. And Clifford responds with, but it's my birthday. And his dad just gets upset and tells him, well, your birthday was six months ago. Clifford somehow weasels his way into the cockpit, turns off all the engines, and they make an emergency landing right around where Dinosaur World is located. His dad is completely furious, upset with him. He, he just... He wants to get rid of him. Both of his parents are just done with Clifford. Now, I know there may have been other bad children in other movies. Um, Damien from Omen. Macaulay Culkin's punk-ass character from The Good Son. And even the legendary Junior Healy from Problem Child. None of those characters pale in comparison to Clifford. Clifford is on a whole other level of bad that none of them could comprehend. And some, a couple of those guys even killed people. But Clifford, that, that dude is just a cherry on top of a, being a bad kid. So his dad decides, well, I'm going to call my brother Martin and uh, we'll dump Clifford with Martin. <laughs> Uncle Martin is played by the legendary Charles Grodin. Now, Charles Grodin, if you've seen him in anything, he's always going to be remembered as the dad from Beethoven. All those Beethoven movies, except for like, I think the fourth, which is uh, Judge Reinhold. Uh, nobody cares about that guy. Anyways, he just seems like the perfect person to play this role because in everything I've seen him in, he just looks super annoyed. He knows how to make the facial expressions. He knows how to, you know, use the body language to show that he's not having none of it and he's done. And Clifford was pretty much the perfect character to push him to those limits. Now, Uncle Martin is having some sort of a relationship issues with his girlfriend, Sarah, who is played by Mary Steenburgen. And she wants kids. He wants no kids. Somehow Clifford falls in his lap and he's trying to pass him off as like, well, hey, look, uh, Sarah, I'm able to, you know, I'm able to watch over kids. Do you still want to marry me? And the biggest problem is, is Clifford has now fallen in love with uh, Miss Sarah. So that's where the whole conflict happens. But also Clifford wants to go to Dinosaur World. This movie has everything that you want out of a bad kid. Clifford fakes a, a chocolate anxiety attack. Uh, he pays other kids to dress as him. He makes fun of Uncle Martin's boss. Uh, the dude's got a toupee and... He tells him it's the bestest looking wig he's ever seen. I didn't say nice wig, Uncle Martin. I said bestest looking wig. I believe there is a different teacher. Mr. Cavanaugh wears a wig. And he lets us play with it at recess sometimes. Teacher lets you play with his wig? Frisbee. I have to give the actors a lot of credit because they had to stand on boxes when they were interacting with scenes with Martin Short. Now, this was to give the illusion that Martin Short is, without pun, Short. He had to be the height of a 10-year-old boy. I kind of feel like they do the reverse 
in the Fast and the Furious movies to make Vin Diesel look tall? Because there's no way in hell that you can convince me that that man was almost as big and was eye to eye with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No way in hell can Vin Diesel take on The Rock and put up a fight. That is complete and utter horseshit. But strangely enough, it works. Throughout this film, you forget that Martin Short was 37 at the time, and you are believing that he is 10 years old. It's it's strange, right? I, I don't know how they did it, but his acting was just phenomenal in this. And you, like I said, you literally believe he's 10 years old. He may not look like it, but they do a great job of hiding somewhat of his real age. I don't understand half of these camera tricks but they were able to fool me just fool me once shame on shame on you it fooled me we can't get fooled again i'm gonna rewind back just a bit because when i describe this movie to people without saying martin short they are immediately think that i'm talking about problem child one or possibly problem child two most likely Junior Healy. Now, while both characters are very similar, red hair, bad kids, they were, you know, abandoned pretty much, they they are very different in their styles. Now, Junior, who is an absolute devil, he, you know, just goes for the attack. He goes and he, he gets them right then and there. Now, Clifford, on the other hand, he plans out everything. He is one step ahead, possibly three steps ahead of everyone he wants to piss off. Now, one scene in particular shows all that. It showcases his, uh, his, his thought process. And that is the dinner party scene. Now, with this whole scene to set it up, Clifford got in trouble earlier in the movie, obviously. And he recorded a lecture that his Uncle Martin was giving him. Clifford goes and chops up that audio, puts it all together again, and mails it off to the police station. Now, when Clifford gets to this party, he's already acting up. He switches out his Uncle Martin's uh, Bloody Mary, and he drains it all out, and he replaces the majority of the drink with Tabasco sauce. He gets Martin's chapstick and replaces it with lipstick. He calls out a lady's facelift. He is just being Clifford. But the cherry on top was the end of the night. Now, while Sarah Davis's father hates Martin, uh, which is his soon-to-be father-in-law, he hates him. And guess what? The whole police force shows up and they play back this recording that says, Hi, I'm Martin Daniels and I have a bomb under City Hall. They, they immediately arrest him in front of everyone. Clifford acts a fool and acts like he does not know anything about it and he always gives a stupid ass smirk now like I said this scene he you can tell that he planned this whole thing out that he knew what he was doing because the whole time he's trying to separate Martin and Sarah so he can have Sarah all to himself and the biggest issue that Clifford has with Martin is the fact that Martin is a engineer and he basically built and created Dinosaur World. Now, Dinosaur World is just, like I said, it's, it's Clifford's bread and butter. But you guess what? Martin told him he can't take him there. So now Clifford is on a rampage because he wants to go to Dinosaur World so bad 
that he will do anything in his power to get it. Now, that is a lot different than Junior Healy. Now, Junior Healy can go up and he just does all these bad things, which is great. But his are all impulse attacks. Clifford's are all calculated. Clifford was considered a box office failure. It basically made hardly any of its money back. No profit was turned. It was panned by critics everywhere. And it w- this whole movie got shit on so much that the writers knew what was coming. They hated working on this movie. They hated writing this movie, which made no sense to me because these two guys worked on the Rodney Dangerfield classic, Back to School. How can anyone dislike Back to School? That would have been a writing credit that I would have taken to the grave. But they didn't. They went ahead and they used fake names to hide their identities because they were just so embarrassed by this movie. And you know what? Let them. Let them. Because there are obviously fans out there who will love something that you put out. Don't be embarrassed by the stuff that you do. Somebody out there is going to like it. I mean, we all, as whether you do podcasting or, you know, you do art or just anything. Somebody's going to like it, so don't try to hide yourself. These dudes just went ahead and they hid themselves because they did not want to be tied to this movie. Martin Short has been asked about this movie just a few times in in interviews. I won't say recent, but throughout, you know, time, I guess. And he seems to enjoy this movie. He has nothing but fond memories of making this movie. And to be honest, the movie doesn't take itself seriously. It never did. I, I don't understand why everybody was just so up in arms about hating this movie Uh, i feel like i'm saying movie quite a bit so if you're having a drinking game go ahead and do this because i may keep saying it quite a few more times i don't write out a lot of my stuff so if i say movie eight thousand more times i apologize for that (laughs) i'm also going to once again give credit to charles groden's acting in this he really sells the descent of madness that he goes to because Clifford destroyed his whole life's work, his relationship in just like two to three days. You can tell obviously at the beginning, he seems happy somewhat. And then by the end, he's got bags under his eyes and he's just, he hates life. He's basically almost turned into the equivalent of Reagan from the exorcist. He just hates everything and wants to, Basically, he wants to get rid of Clifford also. And that's where the climax of the movie happens because he does take Clifford to Dinosaur World. And Clifford does get to ride Larry the Scary Rex, which is the ride that he's always wanted to be on. It's obviously a T-Rex ride. So Martin takes him there and says, okay, you know what? You're going to ride it a whole bunch of times and super fast. And he basically wants to kill him. The whole thing starts coming apart. And Clifford almost falls to his death. Martin saves him, but at the same time, he's got a dilemma on his hands, which he shouldn't. It's either let this kid go and move about your life or save him. Martin decides to save him. And that's pretty much how how this movie does end. It ends on a happier note because Sarah and Martin do get married. Clifford is the ring bearer. And he wants a kiss on the cheek. Now he gets a kiss on the cheek from Miss Sarah, the the beautiful bride. And then he makes his ridiculous face to get a kiss on the cheek from Martin. And Martin's like, I'm not going to do this. 
Sarah looks at him in front of everybody in the church and says, you're going to have to give him a kiss. And he gives him a kiss on the cheek. I said, this movie is ridiculous. I love this movie to death. I have been watching this movie ever since I could ever remember. It is something that I recently bought on Blu-ray. When I heard that they were going to release this, I there was no way in hell I wasn't going to buy it. I also double dipped and bought this on digital too because there's no way I'm not going to watch Clifford. And while it may annoy my kids because I refuse to take their loud asses to the movies, they are going to have to sit and watch this Clifford possibly until the other one comes out on digital, which I probably won't even care. I hope that they get out of that big red dog phase because this is the real Clifford. There's no other comparison, even though one's a dog and one's an actual human being. This movie is the definition of cult classic. It appeals to a certain audience. It's not one of those, oh, well, I think this movie's okay. Either you love it or you don't. That's how I see this movie. I've shown my wife this plenty of times. And for some reason, she just laughs at it. She thinks it's stupid. She thinks it's funny. But she, sees, she really does see the appeal in this whole thing. Clifford is not, like I said, it's not for everyone. It's for a certain group of people who won't take themselves seriously. You're looking at a group of actors who seem to have so much fun doing this. I don't think that they were hoping that it was going to be this humongous success. And they just kind of threw caution to the wind and had so much fun. It's one of those movies where you're going to sit down and you're going to watch... And you're going to say to yourself, I can't believe I'm watching and enjoying this all at one time. Because it's absurd to watch a 37-year-old man play a 10-year-old and play it so convincingly, too. Now, normally I link things in my uh, show's description or the, the show notes or, you know, the episode's description, whatever you want to call it. Normally I link them. This one really has no definite link i mean i can't send you to youtube because it's gonna make you pay for it but if you do have hbo max this is free completely free you can go on hbo max and you can watch it i suggest just going out and purchasing this movie if you love cult classics now i've said this in way earlier episodes that cult classics don't have to be horror movies i feel like that's a cliche when you hear cult classic. Oh, this is a cult classic. Or you hear about a convention that has cult classic in it, and you're automatically assuming it's got to be some sort of horror movie. But no. This is just a movie that just didn't appeal to the mass audience and will only be enjoyed by people who truly understand what they were trying to do. I will link... Now, this time I'm going to link it. I will link my social medias into the show's description and uh i will see you next time open your golden gate you'll let nobody wait outside your door san francisco here is your wandering one saying i wander no more other places only make me love you but tell me you're the one and all the